Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Dad College. My name is Cam. I'm joined by the one and only David Hogue. What's up? It's good to be back together. Indeed. Recording Dad College. I know, right? I almost said the wrong show title. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just been, you know, it's been a while, but we're back, and that's the important thing. We are now kind of settled into a schedule. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, a... Uh, an intended schedule. An intended schedule. Where we will alternate this show with the master class. So, in theory, next week will be master class, and then in two weeks you'll get another dad college, and then so it'll alternate bi-weekly dad college and master class. So, we think that's the best way to get this show back on regular rotation. Life is crazy, and time is uh, full of lots of other commitments and life things, and so we want the show to be a thing. Um, that we do regularly, so we figured by doing it bi-weekly and doing Masterclass on the opposite weeks, we could have our cake and eat it too. That is definitely true. So, that's that. We're back, we're excited, and um, I don't know, Dave, do you have anything you want to say before we get into our main topic? I don't think so. I think I'm good. All right, well, let's hope that's not an omen for the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Do you have anything before we... No, not really. That's why I'm a little panicky right now, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to get through this together. All right. What's our main topic, sir? So we're going to be uh, talking about the importance of a dad's relationship with mom when it comes to parenting. And I think for the two of us, that is about being a good husband. Um, I don't know that we have much expertise on any other um, relationship, but I think that it's still important how mom and dad interact. And, uh, you know, if there's one thing that you'll realize quickly as a dad is that kids pay attention and they're watching what you do. And so I think one of the mo- more critical relationships that you have and uh, the impact that it'll have on your children is the relationship that you have with their mother, who is hopefully your wife, but we understand that that's not always the case. Indeed. Yes, kids do watch everything. And they pick up on a lot. And they repeat things, too. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that part. <laughs> <laughs> And they uh, also have no filter, so sometimes they'll repeat things that you say that you wish they wouldn't repeat. And oftentimes to people that you don't want to have hear the things said that you have said. I'm already just imagining what my child is going to say (laughs) to the wrong person at the wrong time, and I'm going to feel like the worst parent on the planet. But hey... Because, anyways, that's it enough of that. It the best of us. Yeah. All right. So, maybe we should paint the picture for those that uh, either forgot or are new to the show. Uh, Dave and I are both married. Not yes. to each other. Nope. To the mother of our children. Yes. Uh, how long have you been married, Dave? Um, Lissa and I have been married for 23 years. All right. Meredith and I will be married eight years in September. So... That's enough to yeah. have some experience. It is, absolutely. Um, and you have three children. Three little kids. No, not so little kids. 
a 20-year-old daughter, a 16-year-old daughter, and a 10-year-old son. And we have a seven-month-old daughter. Yes. Um, so obviously the um, the roles of our parenting are different just because of the life stages that our kids are at. But also I would imagine how I interact with my wife about our child would be a lot different than how you and Melissa do. Not necessarily only because of the age of our children or the length of our marriage, but also personalities and, you know, who has different responsibilities and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think <clears throat> there's a few things I want to talk about and um, not necessarily any specific order, but um, how do, um, how do mom and dad um, work together as parents with a child? Um, how do, different personality types or, you know, specific gender roles mm -hmm. play into this. Cause you know, um, some people, you know, st still, and it's not a bad thing that they do this, but it's just not as common as it used to be is that the, the husband works and the wife runs the house and raises the kids. And that works for a lot of people, but increasingly nowadays, that's not the case as in my, both of our homes, both parents are working. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little more of a collaborative, you know, keep the plate spinning together type of yeah. situation. And so I think that dynamic is something that we can talk about too. But um, I think before we even get into all that, I think we really, I guess, just want to talk about, is there a correlation between being a dad and being a husband? And if so, what is it? And then maybe we can get into some more of the specifics of how that might play out in, in different scenarios. Does that sound like sure. an idea? Sounds great. All right, Dave. So what's the connection? <laughs> well, you know, um, those of you who are familiar with the master class, um, Cam and I are fond of the Bible and, and what it has to say and how it applies to our life. And um, I definitely think that the family unit um, is by God's design and that there's an intentional... Uh, relationship between a husband and wife and uh, between the parent and child. And while it's not as common in America today, we, we tend to have more of the nuclear family, um, you know, extended relatives, older relatives, grandparents, aunts and uncles might have also have, have lived in the home. And so I think that's one of the first things is just... Um, the the knowledge your experience is passed on uh from one generation uh to another and uh the relationship that you have with your spouse um as i mentioned earlier is watched by how um is watched by your children and so i think one of the first things um that a, a small child an infant that comes into the world is looking to be taken care of? Are my needs met? Do I feel secure? Do I feel safe? And, uh, you know, if you and your spouse are yelling and fighting all the time, the child picks up on that. And that's not a good thing. Now, I also don't think it's completely bad. Uh, disagreements in the home need to happen because that's just the natural thing that happens when people live together um, but by loving your wife 
and providing for your wife and not fighting all the time and learning to work through things, you are modeling for your children uh, what it is that they need later in life. And I think early on, um, it also enhances that sort of uh, sense of security, sense of belonging, and um, the well-being, the well, the development um, of the child. Um, you can you can uh, Google this, and it doesn't matter whether you come up across um, Christian articles or you come across things that are from um, newspapers, whatever the, the the source may be. Time and time again, if you Google importance of dad in the home, study after study after study shows that just even dad being there and even being a bad dad and being a bad husband is better than no male role model, excuse me, no male role model in the home. And that only gets enhanced when the relationship is healthy between a husband uh, and a wife. So... Yeah, um, I think too, and I and I, I agree. I agree with what you said, um, but I I see it too as you know that that role model aspect of it is you know like we have a daughter and I want her to know. I want her to have a high expectation from men. Yeah, in how they treat her and how they speak to her and how they respect her or even how they, what they expect of her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so one way that I can do that is by treating her mother that Mm -hmm. way, treating her with respect, treating her with care, um, supporting her when she needs to be supported, but also allowing her to be independent and do the things that she wants to do and is good at. And, you know, I think both of us, married fairly independent women oh, yeah. that you know have a strong desire and drive to excel at what they do um and i think uh letting you know my daughter grow up in a home where that's encouraged where there is love and there is affection and there is um security but also knowing that like she should strive to marry someone that pushes her to to excel at whatever she wants to do. And if that's be a stay at home mom, or if that's be a part-time worker, or that be, you know, a career minded woman, like that's, that's totally cool. But she needs, she needs to expect men in her life to be, uh, to treat her a certain way. And, you know, oftentimes people that grow up with, with, you know, no father or bad father, like, like my dad, you you don't grow up with that self-esteem. You don't grow up with the self-worth that allows you as an adult to flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing that I'm, that I think is really important is that I establish for her early on what she should expect from men, mm-hmm. even if that's a higher standard than what the world is currently offering. And I'm yeah. totally okay with her looking at most guys and being like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. Yes. She shouldn't have to lower her standards. Yeah. Um, and then the same would go, you know, if we ever have, you know, a boy would be, this is, this is what is important. Uh, or sorry, this is what it, you know, means to be a man. This is how you treat other men. This is how you treat other women. This is how you treat, 
you know, family and strangers and, and really just trying to establish a base level of, um, character. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is done based on the interactions you have with your wife, even in the moments of disagreement or arguing. Right. Oh yeah. Cause you can argue in a healthy way yes. and you can argue in a very unhealthy way. And I think if you can show your children and your spouse that it's okay, you can disagree and still love each other and even still like each other mm-hmm. and you can still disagree. You don't have to demean the person you, you, you can let the disagreement be about the topic and not extend to personal attack or, you know, cussing or, you mm-hmm. know, heaven forbid violence or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so even in the, the not pretty moments, trying to model um, what they should expect. And one thing that, that I'm kind of thinking about, you know, is like, you do all of this and then your kid might just say, ah, screw it. I'm going to do it my way. Absolutely. And you've got no control over that. Right. You know, and so it's really, you know, like, obviously we're going to, we, you are raising your children and I will be as soon as, you know, she's old enough to understand who God is, what the Bible's about, who, who Jesus is, what he did, why it matters. And my daughter could grow up in my house knowing that. And then it, you know, in college just say, yeah, that's a bunch of BS. I'm good. And so even though you strive to be the role model and you strive to um, raise your children however you choose to raise them, ultimately it's not your call, which is like really kind of think of a hard, a hard pill to swallow for me at this oh, stage because yeah. I'm not anywhere near to where that could be a possibility just yet. But, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, so you talk about modeling, and I am a, a big advocate of doing all of life in front of your kids. So you should show affection to your wife in front of the kids, um, fight in front of the kids. But even if you do have those moments where the fight gets out of hand or whatever, then apologize in front of the kids and make up in front of the kids. You know, there's... I, there's really not this need to separate who we are from our children and to pretend to be something that we're not. Because again, they're paying attention and they know, and they're going to see us day in and day out. And there's not, we just don't have that ability. And so be yeah. fully present and be complete in front of them and don't separate that out. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously not for everyone, but I think that it would make sense to me that that parents that hide the fighting or hide the negative stuff from their kids are trying to insulate them from the bad stuff. And like, I get the sentiment behind that, but I'm like, do you know what world we live in? Right. You know, and you get these, these kids that, that go off to college or the workforce and are completely unprepared for what the world is actually like. And how to have a disagreement with somebody and still respect them. Or how to still be a friend with someone that you disagree with politically or religiously. Or how to even treat people that you don't like yeah. in the workplace. Yep. You're not going to like everyone you work with. You're not going to agree with everyone you work Like, I married my wife, and there are things we don't agree about. Right. And I married her. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, that's a... Tr- <laughs> you, so, I just, I agree with you that, yeah. Exposing your children to the realities of relationships, of people, and of life 
uh, is a very, I think, net positive thing for them as adults to have a healthier view of how the world works, how people work, you know, what relationships should be like and how to handle them when they're not. Like, I just, yeah, I think as much as we love our kids and as much as, you know, we love our spouses, it really is trying to prepare them to (laughs) succeed seems like such a stupid word here, but just trying to get your kids to understand the world they live in. My, my thought has always been, I want kids, I want my children to grow up to be adults that contribute to society. Uh I don't care if they're a, a success quote unquote. Yeah. And that's yeah. financially, exactly, intellectually, yeah, yeah. what, however you want to define success. And I don't know that this is even, but I want, yeah, I want my kids to not, I want them to contribute, you know, in whatever way that is. I want them to have a meaningful, because uh, true, true poverty is having nothing to give. Mm-hmm. True, you are truly poor when you have nothing to contribute. That's, you know, to me, that's, poverty and so i don't want my kids to grow up and not be able to contribute to not have an impact on the world around them uh hopefully in a positive way so so okay so what are if i can ask you this what are some things that you have done specifically that you can recall off the top of your head putting you on the spot and what are some things that you have done intentionally Two or four, Melissa, over the years, as an example to your kids, that you think were good examples to them? Um, well, one of the things that comes to my mind is, is showing her affection. Um, and that's pretty natural, especially with the, you know our two biological daughters in the home. Uh, then we adopted Wilby, and he was older when he came to us, and... Um, when I would show affection to Melissa, particularly if I'd kiss her, he would get upset and start crying. And so the inclination is to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we won't upset Wilby. Um, we'll quit doing that in front of him. And I'm like, no, get over it. <laughs> and, uh, partly because, well, Melissa's here first, you know, she's, she's the mom, she's my wife, she's my priority. Uh-huh. And I, and I think, um, I, I did that with the girls as well. There are just times where it is important to put your wife before the kids. Uh, and that can be because you and her are going to spend time together. Um, and the kids are just going to have to, you know, deal with it. Yeah, go read a book. <laughs> Mom and dad aren't available right now. You've got to go uh, do your thing. Or it may be uh, I'm going to take the kids and I'm going to let mom have her time and explain to the kids, hey, you know, this is mom's time. We're going to let mom. Uh, do this. Uh, I think just the other pieces is, you know, hands down, Melissa does significantly more around the house than I do. Uh, And she also does work outside the home. So um, I think you do those things of modeling uh, for your kids, um, you know, uh, cleaning the home when they're young, um, doing different things around the house. and 
encouraging them to learn how to do those things because it helps mom. It teaches them responsibility and just helps them again, learn to contribute. Um, uh, so then, so then I think the other thing too is, uh, that both Melissa and I have done, uh, for each other is we'll both have time away from the family. So I'll go do things with my friends. She goes and does things with her friends and, uh, we do things together as a family. We do things, you know, friends collectively. So I think there's that opportunity for, uh, downtime within the home. And I think there's also those opportunities to, and maybe some people just aren't wired that way. I mean, I know there are some people that have no desire to be away from their kids or their spouse or whatever. And if that's how you are, then I think that's fine. But if you're somebody that, um, you don't take a break, um, from your family. Uh, but if you need time for yourself, I think being able to do that for each other, uh, is important. The other thing, dad, is don't ever say you're babysitting your own kids. <laughs> you don't babysit your own children. That I, 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 whenever I hear dad say that, I'm always like, really? You're the babysitter. You know? Yeah, as if it's not your inherent responsibility to take care of your own children. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then um, the other piece I would just say in all of this is, and this is, I, I think this is important for dads to do, is to learn. Uh, the love language of your spouse and to learn the love language of your children and to practice those things um, to where your, your children see that. And so uh, for Melissa, her love language is having things done for her. And so, um, and unexpected things in terms of, um, you know, just doing the laundry. So she doesn't, have to do it is you know she appreciates that or when she gives you like a to-do list doing it the first time and not having to have her bug you about it um i think that probably goes that's probably one of the bigger ones from melissa i don't think she minds asking and doesn't expect me to be a mind reader but i think she's definitely i put deposits into her love bank um when i do things the first time she asked me uh, to do it, particularly when I'm, when it's like, can you like, can you hang this picture? Can you, you know, something that she's not comfortable doing, but when it's done, there's a sense of things are in their place. Things are accomplished. Things are done. Um, touching feeling can be a love language. Uh, that's my daughter, Olivia, um, quality time. That's Caroline spending quality time. Uh, together is a love language. Uh, I think, you know, acts of service, um, gifts. And, and when I say gifts, um, sometimes if, if somebody is a gift person, leaving a note in the bathroom before you start your day is a gift to that person. Buying, you know, their favorite candy bar can be a gift. It doesn't always have to be something elaborate or expensive, but I, I am a huge proponent. I'm a huge like, and that's probably something we could get into more on another show, but learning the love language for both your, your kids and your spouse and using it in a way that the others see that happening. So. All right. Very good. Got to be honest here. I forgot. Oh, no. Yeah, I did forget the questions I said at the beginning of the show. Um, 
But I, I feel like, well, it was like gender roles, but I feel like we kind of talked about that a little bit. You know, you helping out around the house. Um, yeah, my wife, man, if I did the laundry one day without her asking me to do it, I think she might ask what happened and who replaced her husband. Because <laughs> I do not like doing the laundry. Um, I will, oftentimes she will, because uh, she goes to bed way before I do. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's in bed usually 9 30, 10 o'clock, and I'm usually up till. 1230 or one. Um, cause that's when I get my stuff done. Um, I'm a, um, I need my alone time. I'm an introvert and, um, I found that Meredith is a quality time person and it's hard for me to be an introvert and have the time alone to do the things that I want to do. And also spend time with her if we both go to bed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus is, is I'm a night owl anyways. So I'm up anyways. So I, f- I figured out early on, like, if I can just do my stuff from 10 o'clock on, edit the podcast, watch a YouTube video, read a book, you know, right now search for jobs. Like, but <laughs> if the things that, if I can push the things that I want to do, my hobbies, the things that I find enjoyment in, till after she goes to bed, I can get the time I need to be not a jerk the next day, and we can still spend most evenings together, mm-hmm. which I think is is nice um, because it allows her to get what she wants and allows me to get what I want. And my dad's like, he thinks it's the weirdest thing. So, so she just like goes to bed before you. <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem. No, she's asleep. She 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 doesn't she doesn't even know. I mean, she knows that I'm not in bed, but when she's asleep, it's not like I'm not ignoring her. She gets up before I do, you know? Yeah. She's got Anyways, my dad is just like, "That's the weirdest thing." I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry. That's that's how it works for us." But um Yeah. So, I guess do we even need to really talk about gender roles cuz I feel like that's such a I don't know what the benefit, because I don't think those are really a thing anymore, to be honest. Um, In most homes. You know, I I, I guess, um, you know, my thought would be you should do what you are comfortable with doing. Um, Now, I get that if you got a husband and wife and nobody's comfortable with cleaning, well, suck it up, suck it up. You got to clean, but you know, I generally, I'm the one that, you know, will fix things that need to be fixed around the house. Uh, I do, you know, majority of the yard work. Um, I hate yard work. When we paint the house, I'm generally the one that does the painting. Um, you know, and it's, so I, I, uh, yeah, I don't think there's I I don't think they need to be defined, but I don't think there's anything wrong with if one of you does more than the other. Um so Well, yeah, I mean, so some of the obvious stuff there, but like in my house, I'm the cook. Mhm. Meredith will cook twice a month, maybe. Really? <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, I'm the one that cooks and now she's the one that cleans but only because she go, the house is a mess. And I'm like, I didn't even notice. I'm just oblivious to that sort of stuff. And then like, I'll actually look and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a, you know, a little fur ball of cat hair in the corner. I'm like, we probably should clean. And she's like, you wanted to throw up and I don't even notice it. <laughs> um, but I've learned and we sat down and we made like a, you know, a weekly list. These things need to be done every day. This needs to be done on the weekend, you know, yada, yada, yada. So anyways, yes, understanding what, what you're good at, what, what your spouse is good at, where if you have any glaring weaknesses, like the both of you not wanting to clean example. Um, but I think to a, a lot of that teamwork is, is kind of what we're getting kind of like the, the overarching theme of the episode of, of the parents working together um, to raise the children, um, but also as, as dads making sure that we treat our wife with respect and dignity and love so that our kids see this is how you treat, you know, the important people in your life. Yep. And for those of you that are still single out there, this is good stuff to learn before you get into a relationship with somebody, knowing what their tolerance is for cleanliness. Um, do they want the bed made day in and day out? I don't understand why people make their beds in the morning. <laughs> but my wife wants it done, so it gets done. Yeah. and, and Most just... days. Some days I forget. <laughs> we gets... don't. We're not. We're such... We're pigs. Um, <laughs> but... Both of us don't care. And so, but we also are kind of like, okay, people are coming over, then we make a little bit of an effort. Just shut the bedroom door. They don't need to be in there. That's what we usually do. Shut the bedroom door. You know, it's, you know, as I look at the cat poop on the floor. So, um, yeah, we just, but that's, those are good things to know, to talk about when you're in that stage of getting to know people. It's not super romantic. It's not super glamorous, but it's good information to have if you're going to willingly spend your life with another person, the rest of your life with another person, because those are the things that become issues, are the little things like who's going to cook, who's going to clean, how clean does the house need to be, how do you fold the towels, does a bed need to be made, you know, just those things really are essential to find out about yeah and if you're the one that does not do the laundry probably not a good idea to critique how the other person does said laundry ah, that's yes <laughs> wisdom. i there. learned that one the hard way <laughs> she still does it wrong but i just i don't want to do the laundry. you don't so want to do it so yeah <laughs> just, however you want me to do separate stuff and you're the boss Yes. Um, all right. So what about, uh, and I think we're about to get into some areas that we don't have a lot of experience in, if any. And so we may not have a whole lot to say here, but that is a perfect opportunity for anyone listening who does have experience to get in touch with us and let us know. Um, you can get Dave on Twitter at David J. Hogue. I'm at Cam Brennan. You can email us, hello at supermegacorp.net, and just put dad college in the subject line because we want to talk about single dads mm-hmm. for a while, whether it's through divorce or separation leading towards divorce or through death of spouse. Um, there's a number of you know circumstances that would lead to a father 
of children not being married to the mother of the children. And I feel like, and that's really, let me back up. That's a lot different simply because you're doing it on your own. Right. You may not have the kids full-time. You may have them full-time. You may only see them once or twice a week, depending on how all of that went down and, you know, custody and, and that sort of stuff. But I'm interested to know what changes in how you interact with your kids if you don't have their mother around, you know? Like, do certain other, do other things become a priority? Um, how much more difficult? Like, especially if you have them full-time and you're a single dad, how does that work? You know, what are, what are your priorities? How, how do you get help? Um, I don't know. I often wonder what I would do if Meredith, you know, like, died in a car crash or something tragic. And I have one kid. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of people out there that are single parents, a lot of them single mothers that have been, you know, for generations raising families. Um, but specifically, like, you don't often hear about the single dad. You know, it's not the, the, the common narrative is the single mom because the dad is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening um, and you are a single dad, write in and tell us, you know, what what – what are your priorities, if different than anything we said today? What are your struggles? Because, um, like, I just don't know. I can guess, but that's probably going to be wrong and potentially disrespectful, so I don't want to guess. Right. Um, but do you have any any thoughts on that? Well, I, I guess I would – there's a couple of a categories. So if it's, if it's a divorce and mom is still in the picture, I don't care who she is, what she's done – you do not badmouth mom in front of the kids. You make every effort for that image of the kids to be positive about mom. Um, a couple of things. One, I come from a divorced family. Uh, my dad never said anything bad about my mom. Didn't realize it at the time. Right now, I'm incredibly grateful uh, that my dad was that way. Um, then the second piece is I at work as a police officer and deal with ugly divorce far more than I care to deal with ugly divorce or just, um, bad family dynamics. And you are doing nothing but hurting the kids. If you're bad mouthing mom in front of them, to them or even to the point where um, you don't have to be fake. You don't have to be insincere, but you can one, keep your mouth shut. And two, you know what it, it's like to show respect for somebody. We all should have some concept of showing respect for somebody that we don't agree with. And we need to encourage kids to respect uh, their mom. I'm sure there are people that can, Think of instances where the, you know, okay, that shouldn't happen. So be it. Uh, I, I'd be more than willing to hear what, what people have to say. But uh, kids should never be used as pawns. They should never be manipulation in that relationship. And so um, I, I guess that's just kind of my first thought on that. Of I, can, I just don't see anything good ever coming out of that 
Um, yeah, I mean, and I've seen it more than I care to have. Uh, it's it's one of those few things in my job that really makes me just cringe. Well, and but to to even further that point is that goes for married couples too. Because absolutely, many, how many married couples probably shouldn't be divorced, but don't because yeah. they don't want to give the other person the satisfaction of being happy. You know, they don't want to get divorced because it would look bad in the community. Like, mm-hmm. how many people are in you know marriages that are just dead? Yeah. And that sort of stuff does happen between, sure. you know, parents and kids. And they still use the kids as, you know, manipulation, you know, of the other person. So, yeah. So, and then in terms of being thrust into being a single dad, uh, my limited experience with that, um, Every guy I have known has just really risen to that occasion. Um, it may not be natural, but you're going to take on both roles. You're going to do things that uh, that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Uh, I think men and women nurture kids differently. And um, I think dads can still be effective at that. I don't think you have to be something that you're not. Uh, kids will give you a lot of grace and just simply being present in their life and doing the best you can really is, I think, what is needed and, and is appropriate. It doesn't mean you'll be perfect. doesn't mean you'll do it, quote unquote, right every time. But kids get that. They get when you're, when you're trying. Um, you know, they, they haven't been jaded. Generally, they haven't been jaded by the world like we have. And they can, uh, kids just have a way of seeing uh, well, their BS detectors work pretty good. And, um, I think the other piece in that too is, is it is okay to not have a female in your life that is the mom role. I don't think you immediately need to go do that, but I think it is okay to ask for, for help, uh, from your mom, from your sister, from women that you have in your life that feel like that there are, value that can be brought to the kids. Um, you know, if you're a dad and you've got a girl that's pre, you know, um, going through puberty and you just don't know what to say and don't know what to do, that's fine. You find that woman that you trust. It may not be your significant other, somebody that you're invested in in a dating relationship or whatever, but somebody that can speak to your girls and share with them what it is that they need to hear. Uh, so certainly, uh, stepping up, doing the best you can, and then I think the second piece is uh, uh, reaching out for help and admitting when you're in above your head and you just need uh, a woman's perspective on something. So, and that's that's again as an observer. So I'm I'm willing to hear any <laughs> yeah input that others have. Yeah, I would I would love to hear from um, people that are living those situations because that's firsthand knowledge that you and I just don't have. And I think it's valuable firsthand knowledge to be shared because it can go a long way in encouraging other people that are in similar situations, but also can go a long way in educating people that aren't like me and you to better understand what those people in our lives might be going through. And if, and if anything, having a little empathy for your fellow person, always a good thing oh yeah and at best people might 
figure out ways to help you and provide what might help. And so, and that's um, it communicating this. I need help with this. I, you know, so yeah. So if you, if you find yourself uh, a single dad for whatever reason, and you hear this and you want to share a bit of your story, email us hello at supermegacorp.net. Put dad college in the subject and we will definitely get it on air. Absolutely. Um, Cause yep. I think it's a really neat opportunity for all of us to, to learn about your experience and, and figure out how we can show some empathy and um, maybe even some help. I think that's it. All right. Uh, we'll be back next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.